0: In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, we've got resetting boundaries. Hmm. It'll be called something like that. But have we got a show for you? We'll be right back. episode of the is marriage is that look cute in the moran family studio with my lovely wife jeannie moran jeannie get a citation in if you like
1: hello hello Ooh, i gotta scratch in my throat hold on oh 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 he's gonna start clearing his throat <coughs> i am there you
0: go <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh my goodness
1: mm-hmm
0: All right, so we got a very interesting block of episodes coming up for you um, over the next few weeks, some episodes that I've had put on the back burner because I didn't know how to approach them, so I just decided to do some open discussion because I really like it when we do it. Now, today's episode, before we get started there, make sure you go give this show a review. Give it a five-star review if it's uh, adding value to your life. That's the way that we're going to be able to to broaden this platform, and then... And then. Mm -hmm. um, Don't forget to email. Quincy at com. Quincy at MVSM, like man versus marriage, podcast.com. Thank you to those of you who use the email, who communicate over Instagram, et cetera. And uh, yeah, let's get this show going. So recently, I don't know, I'd say over the past 13, 14 months or so, Um, We've had some interesting events come with uh, friends and family, and we've had to reset, redraw some boundary lines.
1: I think it started before we moved out here, really. We had a few things going on in California, too, where we had to... I think it kind of set all this in motion.
0: Probably so. Now, if you don't know what boundaries we're talking about, I'm going to ask Jeannie to give you... um, to give you the rundown of what coach Rita taught us to do. And then we will do our best to set the stage, to give you an idea of what that looks like. Uh, Because healthy boundaries uh, are good for relationships. They're good for, I hate to use this phrase. They're good for your mental health. Um, I just think that phrase is way overdone right now, but it is
1: good for your self-awareness.
0: It is good for your self awareness, and it's also mental
1: health because it it gives you a sense of control of a situation.
0: Yeah, and it and it really helps you. It really helps you with uh, keeping your emotions in check Mm -hmm. because it really helps you like locate where your relationships are and how much you should invest in it time and attention. So, honey, I'm going to hand it over to you. Talk to the boys about boundaries and what that looks like.
1: Well, for us, um, Rita started, for me, it was with the house. Pretend that my life is a house and um, compartmentalize people in my house. Like in in our house, the kitchen is the heart of our home. Our kitchen is always open to the living room. Wherever we live, we try to keep it that way because we all want to be involved with our sports and our family time and our movies. And, you know, big, big conversations generally happen around the couch or around the dinner table. So those are our very intimate spaces in our home. That's, that's where um, when you think of your own, your relationships or your own um, emotional status, I guess, think of it as a house. And for me, my living room, my kitchen, and my dining room, that, that's my heart. That's where the closest people are. The most intimate things happen. Now, my bedroom is, for me and Quincy only, that is... The soft place to land, that is my vulnerable spot. That's where, you know, for lack of a better term, that's where everything comes off, and there's no restrictions. There's no boundaries between us. That's a free zone, but it's only me and Quincy. No one else is allowed access to that room.
0: And this, in the house, like the house conception, like I started writing over here notes, but uh, it's the amount of access and vulnerability you allow two people in your life. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Okay.
1: So, um, our kitchen and our dining room and our living room, that would be my kids. Um, that would be my closest relationships. I have a couple of friends that have access there. Um, there's still some boundary. There are still some things that are not free access to everybody, but those are the people that are, um, they know me. And have access to me and have my permission to um, tell me things that other people, if you were to tell me, I'd probably tell you off and have no care in the world. Um, the front porch is people that, you know, you like and you you get to know them and they have a little bit of access to you. But you're just not sure that you want them to have full access yet because you're, you're kind of on the fence on how you You see each other, maybe there's some kind of difference or um, for me, oftentimes it's when there's a belief system or a family value difference that might um, affect me or my kids. I, I have a, I'll keep you at my front door until I'm certain that you're okay to have access to everything else. And then there's those that are on the curb. There are a lot that are currently across the street, down the road, and further out. But putting people in those categories help me understand. Like, the people that are on the curb are your 5 and 50 people. That's the description that we use for our kids to say, you know, there, there's a $5 and a $50 <clears throat> friendship. The $5 are the ones that they're around when they need something, when they want something. When something's going on, they want to be part of it. But when you actually want them... Or need them for something, they're nowhere to be found.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda briefly go over that concept.
1: So that's the people that are sitting on the curb. The ones that are across the street, those are people that have either hurt me, burned me, or I just there's something there that has taught me I, I have zero trust, I have zero respect, and I don't want them to have access to anything that is important to me. Yeah. And then on top of all of that, her biggest rule was you treat people how to treat you.
0: You teach people how to treat you.
1: There you go. Your turn.
0: Well, with that, so just to give you a rundown as far using the house analogy, um, ours would start the closest, deepest access, the most vulnerable bedroom. That's Jeannie and I. Nobody else gets there. Uh, Then you have the kitchen. Which are the people that are we are closest to? We trust the most, including our children, um, friends, family members that are in that inner circle. Then you have the living room, and some folks in the living room are going to have access occasionally to the kitchen. Just depends on how much you trust them. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the front porch, then you got the front lawn, then you got the sidewalk, and then them folks that are across the street. And look, you're you're likely in each of these categories for people that you know um, but I think it's a I think it's a great principle in your life to evaluate your relationships um, and the way that we have done this in the past is several years ago one of my daughters was going through a really really challenging time and she was she's like me she goes all in she puts all in on relationships but it's not always reciprocated so you know I I was talking to her and it's like look Let's think of this in a money sense or an effort sense. You you look at a a relationship, it's two people. So in order to get to 100%, you know, each of you have 50 cents in your hand. And if you're at 50 cents and your friend is at 5 cents, then this relationship is way unbalanced you're too heavily invested in the relationship so you're you're all in and that friend is not all in so you consider the source consider the situation and say okay what makes this guy this gal my friend and why and how deeply invested am i in this relationship is this a 50 50 is it a 50 40 is it a 50 30 and do i need to adjust my investment to meet this this relationship where it is, and there's a it's get it gets a little bit tricky because then it's like oh well I'm just allowing other people to dictate our relationship. Well, do you want to be heav- heavily invested and be in a relationship with somebody who's not? That could be a problem. So in order in order for me to like allocate my resources properly, I had to go and evaluate. The relationships in my life, and so I explained this to her, and by giving her this really simple example, she was able to look at this friendship and say, "Yeah, it is. A, I am always the one putting in and chasing them down and asking to do things, and then when we get in front of other people, it's like she's not my friend."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I said, "That's absolutely a fifty and five relationship." You, it's not always going to be the case where you have a 50 yeah. 50. but I, I think if you if you're within 10 or 15 cents of somebody, you can adjust you know you can adjust your commitment if you want to. but if if you get a, a 40 cent friend and you're a 50 cent friend, that's pretty darn good because people things change all the time, but you need to know the people that are heavily invested in you. If you've got 50 cents and you're giving five cents away. That's not a real heavy investment in the relationship.
1: Well, I think the same thing happens in the house, too. Because oftentimes you have, we used to have a large group allowed in our living room, and our kitchen, and, you know, around our table. And over the years, as we started working on our relationship and started kind of becoming more aware of things that didn't work with our family values or didn't mesh well with our belief system, it was like, ooh, you know, it's not that I don't love this person, but I'm starting to see some things now that I, I don't think that's an influence that I want on my kids. Yeah. Um, you know, there were people we had long term relationships where people change over years. You know, they're, they're
0: we all do. Th-
1: yeah. Marital status changes. Friendships change. People go through stuff. Um, you know, medical things happen and people change in that respect. You, you just don't really know. But we've had to shove some people all the way out of our living room and onto the porch and kind of set them there and say, okay, this is, you're going through some stuff and I get that. But for right now, you can't be in my living room because what you're dealing with or how you're behaving is not cohesive with my kids. It's not cohesive with my relationship. Um, people have crossed lines. You know, you, you kind of have to go back. In, in our time frame, and look at like people who spoke into our marriage that didn't really have the right to speak into our marriage, but we didn't have the knowledge back then, or um, maybe we were just still stuck in the people pleasing phase of life where we didn't want to upset anybody. We didn't want to hurt feelings, but it pissed us off.
0: Well, in, in full transparency here, we were guilty of some five cents on our side. Because, oh, agreed. you know, being young, being in over our head with all the kids and what was going on, sometimes we would only call people when we needed help and that, that's not okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are those friends that you're heavily invested in, but you guys are say different states or something, life has you in a different place, but you can meet up with them and it's like you're nothing has changed. You never miss any time, yeah. But in this situation, yes, we, as, it, now people's marital status may not change, but their relationship might change and you have to, you have to take that in consideration. And this may sound really complicated, but it's actually incredibly simple. If you have an example, you can talk about it. I'll talk about an example in my life. Um, What, but what this drawing of the boundaries does for me um, is it takes a lot of the guilt out of it. It takes a lot of the, the emotional pain because now I can see it for what it is. Because before, if I'm like 50 cents in and somebody else is like 15 cents in, I'm thinking, why? I'm trying so hard for this person to like me, to want to be around me more, to to give me more. I'm, I'm looking for somebody that's committed to a friendship like I you're am. You're trying
1: to share. You're, you're yeah. trying to share the load and the um, the responsibility of the friendship.
0: Yeah. And, and it's like, man, what is going on here? But then this 50 and five thing happened. And then the boundaries conversation, you know, it's, it helped, it helped me understand that a little bit better. And so now I've just started looking at it and going, okay, it's time. Like you and I'll talk about it. It's like, okay, it's time to redraw a boundary. Mm -hmm. And that, that allows me the ability to take hands off and step back And take the guesswork out of it. Now, there's nothing saying I'm not wrong about some of this stuff. But really, in some of my closer, what I thought were my closer relationships, I've been able to say, okay, tell me what it's about. Tell me where you're at so I understand. And then get the information. It's like, okay, now I see I'm too heavily invested in this.
1: Well, and there are times when there are people that they set the standard before you even have a chance to say anything. It's like, well, um, you call me once a week on this day at this time. And that's like their expectancy of this is what the relationship is. But our life doesn't always allow for us to be able to call somebody on that day at that time every single week. Yeah. And, um, I think people forget that. Or then there's that, there's the expectancy of, you know, when something happens, you're supposed to call, you yourself are supposed to call certain people right away. They need to know first before anybody else because they take precedence over anyone else. That's not always the case because the precedence in the situation, if, if something is happening with our kids or with our house or with our marriage or... God forbid one of us gets sick or in an accident or something happens, my first call is not going to be to my best friend in another state or my mother or my sister. My first call is going to be you, Mm -hmm. always. And however that information travels from that point, I do not care. Yeah, and and (laughs) and one,
0: one thing that we didn't learn soon enough, like when the kids were going through all that medical stuff, we could have just, like, picked one person to try to give a download to every couple of days and ask that person to disseminate the information because it's so hard remembering who to call. You don't want to leave anybody out, but you're going through you're going through this crazy place um, emotionally, and it's like uh, you're trying to remember everything. But when and you you're
1: don't always think about those people. <laughs> no,
0: and it's not because they're not important. It's because you're just trying to process the moment of seeing your kid um, on life support. And it's like, I'm not thinking about who I should call. I'm thinking, how can I I help my wife?
1: Or trying to manage your oldest child who's not even 18 months while trying to be there for your wife who's really super pregnant with three kids Mm -hmm. and trying to work a job and handle all of these things at one time and everybody expects... They have their expectations. And when you're going through all of that, it's not that you mean to be a five cent friend, but that's just where you're at because you've got nothing else to give. Yeah. Your other 45 is spread between all of this and it has to be, that's your priority.
0: And, that, and so that's why now, like recently, my cousin was going through a scare with cancer and I talked to her and I said, listen, she's like, I'll, I'll update you. And I, I said, check it out. I said, you have no obligation to check in with me. I said, I will check in with you. If you can answer, great. But I'll be praying for you. I'll send you a message, and I'll check in with you, but do not feel any pressure to get back with me. It's not necessary. You have enough going on. And I can only do that because of the experience Mm -hmm. I had and all the people's feelings that I hurt unintentionally. And then you have your children who get older, and they have a medical issue, and they don't necessarily want to tell people, and so you don't talk to your family members, and then you take the heat, I take the heat for that, because it's like, okay, this is your wishes, if you don't want to, if you don't want to reach out to tell people, I'll respect that, um, but there is, there is,
1: well, and there's that side things of at things, a cost. there's that side of things, too, because they're grown, but they're not grown, mm-hmm. and you know the situations happen and there's part of them that's like i i I need my mom i need my dad i i don't know what to do here and there's the other side of them that's like i don't want everybody involved in this because a i don't really know what's going on so i don't have anything to tell them and b i don't want everybody calling and blowing up my phone because i just don't i i they've got their own life their own i mean they're they're going through their own thing and they're worried And they're stuck in a place of, I'm supposed to be an adult taking care of my own things, but I need my mom and dad to help me take care of this because I I don't really know what I'm doing here. And they're the one going through the medical situation. So you have to kind of give a little bit of grace there on, she doesn't want anybody to know until she knows what's going on. When she has all of her information, she'll tell you. That's her prerogative. That's kind of like when you get pregnant, you may not want to just go out and shout it off the rooftops to tell everybody else, and that's your prerogative. You don't have to tell everybody the moment you find out. Some people are, are real finicky about that because they want to get past the first trimester just in case. Yeah. And you there's a part of life where you've got to respect that boundary. Let that person have their privacy. And let, maybe they just want to enjoy it with their spouse for a little while and just kind of let the idea sink in of, oh, crap, we've got another life coming in. Because our first reaction was, Woo, we're excited. And then it was, oh, sh- crap. We've got bills coming. We're going to need diapers. We're going to need to get a room ready. we're gonna, And both of us just stopped because it took a second to hit. Now, when we found out about the triplets, it took us a lot of seconds for that to sink in. Yeah. But... We we needed that grace to just be like I, I don't have any information for you. I, I don't know what to tell you because I haven't even processed for myself. All we know is some lady said, Well, it ain't two. There's 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 actually three. Oh, okay. There's three. Okay, Quincy. There there's three. <laughs> and then that was just it's a lot. But now we're in a place of our life where I struggle more with familial relationships than I do with friendships. Friendships, I, I have no problem putting somebody in their spot and telling them, you don't have access to this. Um, we, we've had situations in the past two years. That's why I said it happened before we got here. It was like someone came in and and they're real friendly and they're they want to share their life and their family and their stuff with us, and that's great that they want part of what we have. But then you're forcing yourself onto my children and like there's just things that just didn't feel right. And it's like, you know, my kids are not comfortable with this and they're coming to me and they're telling me, mom, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with a parent inviting me to stay the night rather than the friend talking to me about it. It feels like it's, they're forcing us to spend time together and I don't, I don't want a friend who doesn't want to be my friend. If they want to spend time with me, they'll ask me. I agree with that. I think that they should be allowed to make their own connections and their own friendships. Am I supposed to be part of it? Do I need to get to know the person? Absolutely. But does that mean that I'm going to navigate their relationship for them? No. So we've had people that want to force their belief system. They want to force how their house structure is versus our home structure. Mm -hmm. Those people, I have absolutely zero issue telling you here's my front porch, you can sit here for a while, but if you keep going the way you're going, your butt's going to end up across the street because this is, this is my line of defense for my children and myself. You're not going to come in because for me it was more, for me that particular instance was more about dividing us to get what they wanted than it was about actually becoming part of what we have. And I'm, I'm not game for that. I, I have a BS meter that just doesn't do well with those things, especially when my kids are involved and they're not comfortable. Now when we have the, the family stuff, that's harder because they're family. I don't want to be rude. I don't want to be hurtful because I can be. And there's a part of me that really wants to sometimes, um, depending on what lines are crossed. But they're also family, so it's like, how, how do you navigate those without completely severing ties in some situations? Like, I, I don't want them to not spend time with the kids. They want to spend time with the kids. But when the kids become uncomfortable or the topic of conversation becomes uncomfortable or they feel like um, they're someone's taking shots at them all the time or just constantly ragging them for for their decisions or making them have to make a decision right now on something that they're not ready to make a decision on it's like how do you that that's where Quincy and I have to draw the boundaries because now we become that boundary does that make sense that's kind of the we need to sit down and have a conversation of okay so there are certain topics that are not accessible to you right now because they don't want to share that part of their life that's a mom and dad area only, and we're going to protect that for them at their request. Um, those are harder conversations to have, and I don't know how to do them without. I, I'm not good at it. I'm. I'm. Quincy's the more. What's the word? You're more diplomatic when it comes to speaking to people, mm-hmm. and and trying to diffuse a situation or make it a little less rocky. I'm the one that will just come out and be like, you need to cut this out. This doesn't work for me. I don't like it. They don't like it. If you don't like it, GTFO and I'm okay. (laughs) And that's, I think that's kind of the, the hard side for us is we are very, very different in that respect.
0: (laughs) I'm, I'm more naturally built the way you handle it. But what I've come to find out over the course of time is that, just because I perceive a situation one way doesn't mean that's the way that it is. That's why I try to be diplomatic. And I try to say, hey, this is where I'm at. So where are you at? And a lot of times you'll hear that other person's side of the story and go, ooh, I guess you're right about that. So I was cooking this up in my head and just saw it one way. That's why to me, you know, diplomacy is like, let's talk about it first. But if we both get to the point where it is what I thought it was, then there's going to be boundaries that are drawn. Mm-hmm. And y'all might be asking yourself, what is, how is all this relevant to this boundary topic? Because it's boundaries we've had to draw in our life. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to give you, with enough ambiguity, not to talk about the specific people. We're trying to give you an idea of what it looks like. I mean, there's some some boundaries are no-brainer. If somebody puts a physical, if there's a physical element to harming your child, um, like sexual abuse or something. That's easy. That's easy. That's jail or worse. And I'm for worse. (laughs) Um, but you know, if it's emotional abuse, that's another thing where it's like, Hey, this is never going to work. So this is done and it's over with. Um, but navigating some of these other situations can be more difficult, but from where I'm at, I look at it and I go, okay, I have a a family member um, and I had expectations of our relationship because we agreed on those expectations. Here's what we're going to do. So I've been trying to do my part um, or not trying to, I've been doing my part um, and looking for interactions based on what we were going to do. And it's, it's pushed off, it's pushed off or it's like, no, 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 I'm doing this instead. Okay. And so I came to the point where it was like, I feel like I'm pretty deeply invested in this human being. Um, and here's, here's what I'm doing to try to accomplish the goal we set for our relationship, but it's not being reciprocated. So just ask the question, Hey, and this is what I said, uh, in a paraphrased way. Um, Maybe I don't understand how you see this relationship. So, give me, in your your idea, tell me what this relationship looks like to you. Got the response back. I said, okay, it's clear now. I'm way over invested in what my expectation of this relationship was supposed to be. So, I said, in a very... And I wasn't hurt over it. I looked at it and I said, okay, this is good because now I can locate um, where we are. I can see our relationship for what it is. It's still a very important relationship to me, but I'm not going to invest all this time and emotion into this relationship. I'll take these resources and give it to other people Um, like that emotional connection. I'm going to give it To another part of my family or friends, as opposed to this relationship. So I was able in that moment to just mentally reset a boundary, reset my expectations of what this relationship is supposed to be, and get, you know, just get more of a, just come down to the 25 level, which is
1: cool. But now remember, when you reset these, the other people don't always understand that you've reset these. (laughs) but the beauty in it is when they start because they, they don't realize that you've changed something. They don't realize that I, I'm not, I don't really care. And it's, it's not a bad thing that I don't care. I just don't care. You know, if, if, if you don't want to show up for something, that's okay. You don't have to show up and no, you're going to be upset. You're, I know you're upset about this, but I'm really not like, I I'm okay with this. This is the expectation that's been set now. So I, I understand. And I, I really, I got no, no skin in the game on this. It's Okay. It's going to take people a while to realize that you've shifted and some of them might not like it. Some of them might accept it. Some of them might realize, Oh, well maybe I should put a little more into this and then we'll, we'll have to revisit. But it takes the guilt off of you when, you know, they don't show up or something happens and you're like, wow, did I do something? Did I upset them? Was there, that's gone because now there's no, this is just what it is. Yeah. And it's okay. Okay. It's a, but when you when people realize, I'm not gonna stop doing what I'm doing, just because you needed to take a step back, or you know maybe you you're in a different place in your life or something. That's okay. I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. If you catch up, cool. If not, no sweat off my back. It's okay.
0: Well, I think ultimately this situation can actually it there's actually an opportunity to strengthen your relationship, because if you overdo it, you might be pushing. That other person, or you know, that other group of people, you might be pushing them farther away, and it's just gonna like affect you in your feelings more. Like, why, why am I not good enough for you to want to hang out with? And it's never about that. So now it's more, it's more. um, Okay, I've identified where you are. Here's where. Here's what I'm willing to invest in this relationship. Um, if things change, which. You know, I sought out to have a conversation about it. It just didn't work out. So just it's cool. just going to leave it here. And then if we do ever talk about it, I won't have any guilt. I won't have any unnecessary guilt because I have the baseline of what this relationship looks like. And so I can put in what you're putting in. There are always going to be relationships where somebody's a little more heavily invested. I'm the kind of guy that if, if the relationship is important to me... I'll take the time and energy investment as far as we need to, because I'm a very loyal person. Mm. <clears throat> I'm in. I'm invested in people. I love people. But it was a great lesson. It really didn't come to fruition until the last couple of years, because I, you know, I would say maybe time has gone by so fast. Probably the last six or seven years, I've really started to learn more about it. And it's helped me because I would take it personal for so long because the people I love in my life, I just love them. And I want to be around them. I want to help them. I want to help them grow. And I want to do that to whatever degree is necessary for their betterment. But then you get into the point where it's like, well, why do I want this more than you do? Let me just adjust my investment in this situation. And it really helps. So if you have questions about that, Email me, Quincy, at mvsmpodcast.com. You know where my Instagram is, Quincy underscore Moran underscore. Um, I don't go on like every single day because social media is just a time suck. It just it just is. So I've been trying to reduce my time on there. I do check my emails. I do look at the podcast downloads each day so I can pray for the people who are, who are downloading episodes. But reach out to me. If you have a scenario you would like for us to talk about it, Keep the details private, but kind of give it to you where you can you can hear it um, like it's somebody else, and it'll help you make a decision. Uh, but redrawing boundaries is a big deal, and whether it's family or friends, you need to evaluate your relationships so that you're not, in, in a biblical sense, unevenly yoked. I like to say unevenly invested. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got for this one. Anything else for you, honey?
1: Nope.
0: Okay. I think uh, I think we covered everything. Just uh, just to close it down, remember that uh, the boundary talk. Remember the fifty and five rule, and then those boundaries you got: bedroom, kitchen, living room, front porch, front lawn, sidewalk, and across the street. That's all it. That's every thing. All right, she's Jeannie Moran. I'm Quincy Moran, A.K.A. the Q Dog, and this is Man vs. Marriage, the podcast.